Hey, welcome again to Happy in 50. Today's topic is human-centric IT and why it's a journey, but also why it's very easy to start. So uh, let's start something from this, this topic about what you usually don't hear is thanks to IT I was able to. Yeah. Many times you, you hear about complaints and, and, and maybe that also leads to the, to the culture that I don't want to hear what my end user is saying. There's somebody was saying like, you know, those people who give feedback are the people I wouldn't sit next to in a bus, for example. And I, you know, I think we both disagree in a way that, that you still are building the whole IT. Yeah, it's kind of, a, as you have said very several times, is that those end users, they are having their experience, even though you wouldn't be measuring it. Yeah. So you are the only one not knowing it if you, if you don't kind of start to understand them. Yeah. And yes, they, they sometimes are complaining about things, but it's kind of a step right and it, if they are doing that from their perspective something is wrong yeah so it's it's coming midway and understanding what what they are thinking is meaningful yeah and you know to understand what usually is the biggest challenge uh i i went to talk to to one of our customers company group cio so let's hear from chris what the biggest challenge is to actually get the it department into human-centric mode I think the biggest uh, challenge that we have faced and we are still facing is culture. How do we move the mindset of people from focusing purely on SLAs and KPIs to what's really important, which is actually how do our customers feel? And how are they measuring our service? How do they experience our service? And it takes time. It takes time to get that, um, that change embedded in the everyday day of working. Um, way of working um, and not just internally also with our providers as well you know there's not many providers as well and partners that also have this consumer experience mindset all right so uh, as, as Chris said changing this old way of working so as in this picture you can see all those areas what end users are using from IT those services we are perceiving from IT those all areas are measured by so kind of traditional measurements and different measurements so handle that and create that culture, you kind of have to take a bit, push them away, not stop using them, but having the experience as a core, if, if you really want to be an end-user-centric or, or employee-centric organization. Yeah, yeah. But then how to start to tackle the challenge that Chris is talking? Uh, I, I know that you use this picture many times, kind of uh, this, this maturity pyramid, as we kind of call it. So yeah. can you start to talk us through that? What does this mean? And uh, why you need to understand when you when you start the journey? Yeah, so let's start from the from the bottom, so from the basics and, and the foundation of the culture. So you first have to start to measure, and as we started today, that is really the starting point. You have to be honest to yourself, honest to the employees, that you start to measure how they are feeling, what is the perceived quality, what is how we are helping them to save time, and so on, and that, that is creating your own baseline. So yeah. measuring something in IT is not a vanity metric. We, we hate when somebody is trying to do, also maybe using our products sometimes to kind of be only showing how good we are. Mm-hmm. No, it should be used to really start to focus on the experience, make it better and do the decisions based on the data. But when the typical starting point is those traditional measurements, the jump to really trust what end users are saying, sometimes is a huge one. So mm-hmm. give time. Start from measuring things, start to measure them widely, 
next step is sharing. Yeah, maybe data. maybe for that measurement, I'd also like that, that do it continuously. I know we, we sometimes IT do this like a yearly survey type of way. It needs to be continuous, especially after 2020. We all know that things happen, external things happen. But it's not just like, you know, pandemic probably doesn't hopefully happen now again in, in some years. But there's all the time things changing. You, you know, you have your digital transformation projects, you are changing the tool, you know, using cloud providers, they are changing things without you knowing. You are changing so, partners and, yeah, and whatever yeah. is a change, but if you only do it that once a year, then you don't know what really influenced the certain scores yeah. in that year. And that yearly score cannot really be the motivating one for your team to start to kind of lead their own development from the experience perspective. Exactly, because if you do a nice, nice uh, improvement, then, uh, you know, when do you know did it have any impact? So, but yeah, yeah. But yeah that but maybe comes to the next Continuous time. measurement and then yeah. sharing that data, making it sure that everybody who is responsible for some deliveries in, in IT or services, you start to understand, okay, experience in my product, my service is on this high. And what is causing the difficulties and what is causing people to be really happy. And when sharing that data with your own teams and partners and having that continuity it starts to create trust. Yeah. And, and then you trust the partners, you're able to cooperate with those scores. So like, there were so many cases where, let's take an example of an early customer who started to measure service management and the different kind of services or yeah. applications in there. Yeah. And there was one guy who was complaining about support services very, very hardly mm. all the time. But when they released and made it possible for him to follow the scores, he thought only his application was not having good support service. And then he realized that it was about the cooperation of third party that he had selected. Yeah. So finally, it was a situation he went back to the services, apologized, great work from the guy, and they started to cooperate how we can make the cooperation between the first line service desk and the vendor he selected to work better yeah. and, uh, to get higher scores. And a kind of similar example of, of uh, what Alstom Munkser does is, is that they have this monthly uh, happiness meeting and uh, how how they explain is this that first they just share and they look at the data without judgment and then again go around the table what do you think this means so everybody can just have a you know have a conversation but it's real data it's not any more gut feeling now it they can just actually go into why do you think you know this has happened so what do you think this means yeah yeah i think in, in if you go to a small detail in our product you can go deeper in certain things, so as, as we talked in one of these webinars, is that you can look at it from the perspective of you are mostly interested or responsible. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's helping you kind of to get how I could influence it overall, of course. Yeah. But the, I want to repeat one word that I used, yeah. which is the trust. Mm. Transparency creates trust. And that we have seen very many cases in, in when, when there has been an outsourced services provider. Yeah. So kind of the overall situation before maybe taking our product in was that there was no trust to the vendor. Mm. So partly even our product was taken in use that we can see continuously what they are bringing and creating as value. But quite soon it has changed so that it's not the customer kind of micromanaging what is going on, but they really, when seeing all the data continuously, they start to focus on the real issues. And, yeah. and here we come to identify and improve. Yeah. So when you start to understand and the people start to trust the data, then you start to be in a situation you can really do those focused decisions. Okay, these are the most important things that we should be doing differently. Mm. That might be change of technology, that might be 
training for agents, whatever is that area, but you identify the biggest pain points or automation in some cases. Yeah. And then you do a decision, okay, we want to, in the next six months or three months, we want to correct this one. And that starts to be a already quite high in the maturity, I would say. True. So sharing the data, having that, those yeah, moments when you realize that, okay, this is influencing our experience. Yeah, yeah and using it for your continuous uh, improvement yeah. programs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, that's kind of the area where quite many of our customers nowadays are. Mm. But I would say these steps takes about a year to really be on that level. Yeah. So don't don't push your organization too hard or expect too, too fast maturity here because it's the wider you get that sharing and measurement done, it is the easier to move through the next yeah. next stages. Yeah. Uh, XLA, only after that you are able to start to kind of set targets and change your agreements. Yeah. Maybe some of the customers or prospects nowadays are contacting us that how come we can do that? And yes, you can do that with our product, yeah. but but it's a thing that you have to first be able to do the first decision and then really be in a situation when you can trust that because if you do excellent kind of stuff or KPIs to different people in the units about experience without able to, to drop some of the traditional ways that are conflicting yeah. with the experience, then the excellence wouldn't work. True. True. So in that way, we are saying that take time don't start okay experience the main thing yes it can be the main thing and should be the main thing but you have to remove some of the traditional ones that it really will work yeah yeah but then the last the pink one what do you something mean with culture yeah that is a good one so human-centric or employee-centric culture in IT uh, I would say in that stage you are really doing budget decisions based on the experience so you really are focusing the money to those areas that you yeah. know and believe are creating the biggest value for end users. On the other hand, that is a time when everybody in IT have understood their role related to creating end user happiness or yeah. an end user productivity. So I would say for me, those two things are the things when I can really say, okay, now this organization is, is, is having an IT centric culture. Yeah. So quite a journey to yeah, get there. Yeah, yeah. But hey, Sami, I mean, uh, it's fine that you say it, you're the CEO <laughs> of Happy Signals, but I think we should maybe hear it from, from the voice of our customers. So uh, Regit is a 40,000 employee uh, organization globally. And uh, let's hear what, uh, what they are saying about, you know, giving time to maturity and these different steps. Yeah. How we did it is we, we, we measured it within the services. Now we are measuring it at every touch point and then we are sharing it all, right? So just measuring it and doing something about it within the four walls doesn't work really, right? Measure it at, the, at every touch point and share with all. And if you have the right culture, people will take advantage of it. That's my first part, right? Yeah. The second advice, if I could uh, uh, give is, infuse your SLA with the XLA, with focus on cultural change, right? XLA is no longer a, a bookish thing anymore, right? There are a lot of organizations I personally connect with. They are experimenting with it. Some of the organizations who are even mature than us, they already have a dedicated section of XLAs in their contracts, in their service models, right? So it's almost about the time when we infuse those XLAs. And then, uh, look, it, it, it's always hit and try initially, but gradually every organization will find their sweet spot. They would know exactly what they would want to call as an XLA, focus on the outcome, right? Yeah. And moving towards XLA is a journey, as I mentioned earlier, right? So. It, it requires cultural change in the organization. 
and it needs to take it must needs to take place and it takes time right so yeah as we heard from Reggie so it takes time and i remember having this this customer success meeting with with them and our customer success manager was uh uh Prashant was asking from from him that so how do i do this and the answer was again from our customers it just takes time so mm-hmm. being consistent with it and i think one of the other other learnings that Prashant gave was like go slow to go fast so do some of this thing first in some area learn from yeah. it yeah. and then you can scale then you can you know take taking yeah. more users i think the present yeah. the guys they are really early adopters of different yeah. ways of working and and also tooling when it comes to service desk area and and him saying take the time is 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 even much more valuable or what kind of powerful for me than maybe coming from somebody who is who is not proceeding as as fast as they are yeah 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 uh anything else you know you want to add on this uh any any takeaway from your side of of somebody's not thinking okay you know uh, makes sense uh you know the courage to get started yeah i was coming to that course courage is uh, don't wait mm. uh, meaning that sometimes we hear like we are still doing this and this change before starting to measure and it was it is always like please you could be already seeing how that change you are now doing was valuable The point is not to look good. The point is to get good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's a that's a good thing to add. Uh, yeah. Kind of end here. So so point is is not to look good, but to get good. Yeah. 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 All right. But hey, that was the episode on on human centric IT. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, join us again next week for the for the next episode. But yeah, as we usually do it. So stay happy and stay safe.